Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and I had ourselves a busy podcast. We recapped my trip down to Nashville, went to the Preds Caps game. We look into college football, the new college football playoff rankings, and how everything might shake out in this exciting final couple weeks of the regular season. We talk a little bit about the Lehigh-Lafayette rivalry game that Matt and I will be going to this weekend. Stay tuned on the social media for that. And then we get into our cold, hard locks. Matty D and I making our weekly pick for every game in the NFL, so you won't want to miss those. Like I said, head over to our social media accounts, ThunderBLG is the Twitter, Thunderblog Sports is us on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to be putting up a ton of stories when we're up in Bethlehem for Rivalry 153. Keep an eye out for the Fun V Tailgate blog that's going to come out on Friday morning. My picks in college football. And of course, enjoy this week's episode. And we are live. Welcome to this week's edition of the Fun V Tailgate podcast. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Kinnell, with me on this Lehigh Loft Eve, Eve, Eve. It's the middle of Lehigh Loft week. My buddy from the greatest university in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Matty D. What's up, bud? Oh, what a great week, isn't it? I mean, I'm just preparing my body. Yep. For for this, like this, yep. like this is it. This is it. Yep. And we're gonna talk um, a little but, more about that, but we gotta. But I was gonna say, more importantly, we gotta talk about something else, though. Uh, okay. We right. gotta discuss you got? your journey oh, south-ish oh, oh, oh. to a, a beautiful, fantastic, and beautiful city, and what you experienced down in Nashville. So why don't you go ahead and give me a little rundown of the week, and more importantly, the the big event that I think you went to. Yeah, so. So went to Nashville for work. It's a good time. Hilariously, I uh, I land and as you're, I don't know, have you ever been to Nashville? I've not, unfortunately. So you're kind of kind of like I don't want to say it's kind of like Philly with the airport's not like downtown or anything. You have to take you know drive the highway just like with Philly. Gotcha. So my Uber driver points it out. I take a picture of the the skyline. A buddy of mine from high school who took a couple years off during college is back at Vanderbilt finishing up some time. So I hung out with him Monday night. After Fun. I got all my work done on Monday, uh, but yeah, yesterday I uh, day finishes up. Go on to a, a ticket website that we won't name because they don't pay us to talk about them. But I <laughs> bought tickets to a one Western Conference champions. If you follow us on social media, you saw this. I was live tweeting until my phone was about to die and putting up Instagram stories. Saw the Nashville Predators demolish. The Washington Capitals at Bridgestone Arena. And Matt, this is something you abs- – everybody listening, you absolutely need to go to this place. I was sitting into the second-to-last row of the arena, which, for one, it's actually kind of cool. They set it up. You know, Nashville known for all this live music. They have it everywhere, including in the stadium. They have a live band that plays during the intermissions. Um, but they ha- but it's set up – so I- I'm assuming that if a concert's there, one side – doesn't go up as high. It's not a double bowl like the Wells Fargo Center is. There's the lower bowl, but it looks like it's set up almost like a football field of high rising on each side, the back bowl, and put stage over there. Incredible, though. I'm in the second to last row, all the way up, 
and it was loud from the get-go. I was, <laughs> seriously, I was as high as both flags, the Western Conference banner. It was nuts, and I can only imagine what it would be like down there. They go on the power play 20 seconds into the game, and it was getting incredibly hard to hear, which the only thing I have to give as a, as a critique, they call it their, their power ball power play. Okay. So it, it's they when they announce it though, and the fans get into it, they say the Preds are on the power play. It doesn't have the same ring as like a Pico power play or like right. it, I, I don't know any other solid examples because I haven't really gone to that many hockey arenas. But it was uh, you know one thing to work on. The other though, there was a number of Caps fans there. Um, they do a chant. They basically just jacked it from the Jets. C A P S caps caps caps. Why are you stealing stuff from the Jets? Stop that. That's why you <laughs> choke in the playoffs every year. But the thing though, that's probably the best about it. Obviously, Country Music Hall of Fame. There, uh, we saw it in the playoffs. They belt out Tim McGraw. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And he like re-recorded part of it. I found out for the Preds. Oh, He's doing cool. there's like, some video of him with a hockey stick. They but it goes right into. You suck, you suck, chance, and everything like that. I felt at home immediately with a guy going C A P S caps, 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 suck. And then as soon as they announce who scores a goal, the you suck chance, they start yelling out the goalie's name. Holby, Holby, you suck. It's all your fault. It's all <laughs> your fault. When they say this is this is like college a college football game, they're not kidding. Wow. This is so much fun. Like I I, I, I want to go back. I want to go back right now. I want to. I don't even know when they're home again. I want to go. I want to just sit there and gotcha. bask in it. And it was great. One thing also, if the Flyers are listening, because we know they they listen to every episode, right? Of course. And the Sixers too. Wells Fargo Center people, Citizens Bank Bark people, Lincoln Financial Field people. You need to get the ten percent discount for season ticket holders. They do that at Bridgestone Arena, and they just won the Western Conference Finals. Right. Place is fucking loaded in the middle of November and they're given discounts for this. One right. other note before I, I kind of wrap up the trip, they, uh, the section I was in was in near like their high school area. Like, um, so it had all the different jerseys of all the different high school teams around there. And it talked about how since cool. 1988, when the predators got founded, how big hockey has boomed in Tennessee and specifically in the, the greater Nashville area and the Preds cup, similarly like the flyers, the penguins cups for the States. It was pretty, pretty cool to see. And, I mean, they've really embraced hockey, and it's really cool. I mean, you know, there's the the people out there last year during the finals saying, you know, Nashville wasn't really that big of a hockey town, and there was the, you know, the other side that was, you know, throwing out all this proof. And I mean, I I saw it firsthand. It's definitely something you need to go check out. It's right on Broadway, which is what I ended up doing right from the game, which I was there on a Tuesday, and the place is fucking packed. Live music, left, right, wherever the hell you want to go, you're gonna find a great band. Um, but yeah, Nashville could not recommend more. Had Hattie B's fried, chi- Hattie B's hot chicken, a uh, hot fried chicken. Incredible. Almost right. at a stadium snack on that alone. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're planning, we're going back on the road. We're, uh, we're, we're doing this <laughs> and, uh, Nissan stadium where the Titans play not too far away either. So it's all, all gotcha. right there. It's pretty cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Fantastic. But yeah. Awesome. But let's, uh. Let's go right into college. I did not, because I was away at this conference, I didn't get a chance to write my usual reactions post to the new rankings, but I wouldn't say I'm shocked by too much. There's a couple notes I have sort of down the bottom, but one through five, I think I was wrong on my predictions, but 
it all makes sense to me of where everybody is. Okay. I mean, I guess this is what I would say. I agree with who the top five teams are. I, I'm very against how they're ranked. Okay. Um, I think it's really one team in particular that's bugging me. And I know we're, I know, you know, I know they had a big win. Um, I don't understand Clemson at two over an undefeated Miami team yeah. or a one loss Oklahoma team. Now I think to me, Clemson has the worst loss. Miami's undefeated. They've done what they've needed to do. They smoked Notre Dame. Now, maybe we think Notre Dame's overrated. That's fine. I just personally think, and it's not really going to matter in the end. They're going to play each other. Most likely the loser is out unless some other things go on, and we'll, we'll discuss that. But yeah, I love the top five. I think it's perfect. I actually really like the top six. I think they did a really good job with the top six. I think it's who it should be. Um, but I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I love the rankings. doesn't really matter until right at the end of the season, obviously, when you may have to play, you know, if you're um, – you know, if you're Miami, you're trying to avoid, you know, you're trying to avoid playing Alabama. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Although Alabama's a little banged up, uh, but yep. either way, it's impressive. All of the victories um, these guys have, it's a great top six this year. Um, and it's a little muddled after that though. So. Yeah. It's, it's a little nuts of how it is. I thought Georgia would fall. Georgia and Notre Dame would fall a little further. Okay. Um, I had the same top four. I just flipped around some teams. I had Oklahoma to kind of the same thing you were saying. I thought Clemson's. I thought Clemson would stand pat with where they are with their loss. Okay. Especially after Miami moved to number two in the AP poll. Um, I had Wisconsin six, Auburn five, but that'll fix itself. Um, Ohio State and Penn State are now nine and ten, which I had Ohio State at seven. And a lot of this is basically, I refer to it a lot as pricing in the committee seems to do that in these scenarios where there's a, a next man up type scenario. Uh-huh. Um, this makes me a little more concerned about where the Big Ten could, could go one way or the other if right. Wisconsin happens to lose. Um, of course, there's a lot of other you know jumbling that's being done with even within the top six of who who will play whom as the week as the weeks wind down. But that was one that, that kind of stu- stuck out to me. I, I know I'm kind of just picking hairs here, but um, – yeah, that that's one that that might put some concern to you, especially, you know, Penn State being paired right with them, but they're not as high as I would have I would have thought or hoped as a uh, a fan of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I mean I think a couple things. This has the potential to get even more difficult um, if a couple other things happen. Uh, if Alabama loses, um, Wisconsin. If Wisconsin loses this week to Michigan, really tough game. That changes things, you know. Th- this is this is like a fascinating end. I, I'm trying to picture. So, if you take the top, say the top six, out of the top six, I, I, the, I Georgia, I think is a, is a guy. If they win out, they're in the nope. they, with one loss, right? Nope. Um, but man, I mean, I don't know who you start to jump up. A lot of these teams have really bad losses. I yeah. think the, I think the shame of it is I keep looking down the list and like <laughs> we're at number we're at number fifteen with UCF. <laughs> Couple wild upsets. You never know. They'll be they'll be they'll be poking their way up there. But no, I, I mean I digress. I think it's um a little more mediocrity this year. Although once again, the top five teams all have one or less losses. So yeah. Georgia's floating. Um, I'm happy that they ranked Georgia behind Auburn because Auburn took them behind the woodshed and smoked them. <laughs> and you, yeah, yeah, you don't deserve to be number one or in the college football playoff with a loss like that. So no. damn, damn. Yeah, they uh they certainly got smacked around. You and I were were watching those games together. Wisconsin, I thought, impressed me the most, or really Auburn, but out of the teams that are up there in the top five and, and the the most immediate teams to uh be in the con- being contention, 
Wisconsin really impressed me with uh, that win against Iowa last week. I thought uh, it's what they needed. I, th- I don't think it's their first ranked win. I think they have one other, but um, that, I mean, they're, they're trending upwards. I'd say, I still think that they're right to be left, <coughs> excuse me, be left out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think a win this weekend against Michigan, and then you play a Minnesota team that's always solid. It's that rivalry game and then Big Ten Championship. Most likely against Ohio State, especially if they win this weekend against Michigan. We'd have to look at some of the uh, the jumbling that could happen. But right. you never know. Michigan can still pull out the upset. Jim Harbaugh still needs that uh, first win against the Buckeyes. So he's not giving up. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting how it all how it all shakes out coming down the stretch. No, I mean it will be. We're really set up for a, a fantastic finish to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, we're actually, I don't even think we're clearer than we were last week. Um, no, I wouldn't I think, think so. Mostly because of Georgia's loss. They would be the big one for me that really put a damper in. And also to an extent here, Washington's loss, one that happened on Friday and that we're not really talking about, yeah. um, Washington's loss, they were ninth in the rankings, uh, yep. when they lost, they would be yeah, probably, they snuck in. yeah, they would be up near Georgia Auburn territory and looking in. Um, you know, I still think USC is a little too far out. Uh, I, I think any, I, I even think, I really think it's going to be hard even for Notre Dame. These top seven teams win one of their last, call it two of their last three, two, these guys win two of the last three games. One of the top, you know, four of the top seven will be in. I think if you're Notre Dame or below, it's probably nearly impossible at this point for you to slide in, um, to the top four spot. I, I can't see enough of these teams losing, but we've said that every week. So, yeah, I think the Big Twelve or not Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve is is definitely done. I don't think USC can really do no, a ton to no. move one way or the other, and that's kind of shown by the fact that they're one of the only teams that didn't move uh, in the college football playoff rankings, which is incredibly hard to do because they basically throw out last week's rankings and just go basically. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of showing again that pricing in of whether or not they're going to go in or out. Notre Dame, though, I mean, it, I thought they'd be much further down. I think, and it's it's funny though that that they have they're going to only end up with twelve games, as will Miami because Miami lost a game because of Irma. Um, but that doesn't really matter if they go undefeated. But Notre Dame, because they don't get that extra game, at first it looked like it could have been helpful for them of your eleven and one coming out of everything, and and if you get through your gauntlet but um i mean they're they're still not even out of the woods yet they can they're they have to play a good navy team at home this weekend um and then they go to stanford and stanford's looking better and better every week uh they're the ones that pulled out that big upset of washington so i mean notre dame could be sitting at nine and three going into bowl season right yeah um yeah and i that's the big thing to me when i look at Notre Dame, and we discussed like a Penn State who's going to struggle to jump other teams. I could see Ohio State quickly switching over Notre Dame with a quality win over Michigan, uh, and then a, and then a Big Ten championship that definitely will accelerate them ab- up and above. To me, they, they might be the one team with including pedigree that has a chance to really fly its way up to the top. The only other team I could see is possibly TCU if they win the yeah. the, the Big Twelve. They're going to need a lot more help to me than even Ohio State. Um, they don't have bad losses, but they just don't have great losses. Um, they, don't, they don't have great, you know, great victories. Um, well, Iowa State heading out losing now hurts yeah. both them. It doesn't hurt Oklahoma because Oklahoma could finish, you know, with one loss right. just to them. But 
Um, Iowa State kind of falling doesn't help TCU's case. Uh, the other one's a good Oklahoma loss, but you're right. right. Their wins aren't really that good. Yeah. Oklahoma State is probably their only good win, but a good win against Oklahoma, you might be seeing them. I mean, it really depends on, on well, how the – Oklahoma, the, this would be a total – I mean, Oklahoma would be out, and they would be in uh, a really tight discussion here. You know, And it, um, it depends on how the Auburn-Alabama-Georgia triangle finishes out. If Auburn right. beats Bama and then plays Georgia again and Georgia wins – yeah, and there's a lot of craziness that could happen. I mean, that's the that's chaos theory 101, right? Yeah, right, there. right, right. I do think that you're going to get at least Auburn, Georgia, or Alabama, right? So you've already got one spot taken right away. Uh, assuming Clemson and Miami don't do something wild to end the year, one of those two will be in. So two spots to me are taken right away, um, and then there's going to be some combination after that. I think the issue for teams behind Georgia is do they have the ability to jump up? Wisconsin obviously does. They're undefeated. If they finish the season, I don't know if I like them bumping anybody out, except some, Clemson's going to have two or Miami's going to have one. So basically it's a de facto play-in game for me. Yep. Assuming Wisconsin wins out. The win, you know, um, but I would tell you this. If Wisconsin drops one to Michigan or doesn't win the conference championship, Auburn hit, loses to Alabama, Georgia loses to Alabama, I don't see why you wouldn't have Clemson and Miami in regardless of who loses that game. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, one's undefeated, one has one loss. Right. They both come out with one loss. Right, yeah. You know, it could yeah. be. That's the only thing I could see kind of coming back to the Notre Dame one last game. With one loss, it really depends on how good of a game it is, I guess, Of uh, if there's another debate on, on that. Um, but I, I think in your scenario, I think it's pretty easy to put them both in there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be a great finish. I, by the way, I want to note one other thing that you mentioned, a team that didn't move. I think the committee did a perfect job. Michigan, Mississippi State staying yeah, at absolutely after a gut-wrenching loss. Um, now, if you look at the teams around them, like who was really going to jump above them, don't get me wrong. But I think it was, an, it was a good way to honor a, a really valiant effort against a really, really – against the number one team now in, in the land. So happy to see them with that kind of um, intelligence. And this is why I like this committee so far. Uh, they seem to rank teams – by doing this, they'd use a combination of analytics and common sense to come to what makes sense to me. And that, that was a great move by them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that was something I'm glad you brought up because, yeah, they definitely uh, definitely deserve where they, where they were. Uh, I mean, they were that close. Right. I mean, the end of that game, if we can talk about that for a second, I mean, if you want to go watch some <laughs> nutty highlights, holy shit, that game was crazy. Yep. I mean, in Mississippi State almost pulled out the tie at the very end because all those pass interference penalties. Um, I mean, instant classic there. You can only hope. I mean, this, this is the one thing kind of looking at this weekend that I don't like about the SEC. You and I have talked about this before a bunch of times this season and, and beyond that before we start doing all this stuff. I, I don't like the whole one double A is your 11th opponent thing. Yeah. I mean, if it's after mid-October, it should be like college basketball. No don't schedule an out of con- you can't schedule an out of conference game after February first. College football, you shouldn't be able to schedule, and uh, maybe an out of conference game, but a team that's a non Power Five school. If you're an SEC team or a Big Big Ten, right. after like October twenty first. Yeah, I get rivalries right, like um, Florida, Florida State. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why I kind of paused on the out of state. state. No, right. Um, but no, I. I mean, I agree there wholeheartedly. I think it's a yeah. little ridiculous. Both, and it's actually clearly Alabama or somebody started this trend because um, 
We've got uh, Alabama. You've got uh, Georgia. No, not Georgia. They're playing Kentucky. Who is it? Um, Clemson's playing. I think it's Clemson. Yeah, yeah they're playing yeah, the Citadel. They're playing the Citadel. I look at that and I'm like, really, guys? Really? Uh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I think, by the way, it's a great workaround to what you see in Alabama plays Florida State to open the season one versus two, and it looks great while other teams play cupcakes. And then you don't even realize late in the season they're playing Mercer, and it gives Alabama that win. Now, if you're Alabama, by the way, great timing. A lot of injuries. Now you get to go play Mercer. By the way, and Auburn is playing Louisiana Monroe. So. Come on. I mean, come on, guys. I'm with I you. Though. That's FBS, but still, like, that's a layup. It's a layup. Right, they're layup. They're, they're, those three teams are going to win this week, period. Um, while other teams – well, I mean, Oklahoma's playing Kansas, but that's not Oklahoma's fault that Kansas is in their, in yeah. their conference. But, Nothing you yeah, can do. I think – I know we're going to move to another subject in a second here, but I wanted to ask you another quick question. Is, has Baker Mayfield wrapped up your, the Heisman in your eyes? I think have, pretty much. Does he even have – like, who's his competition with Saquon Barkley falling off and J.C. Yeah, not being in the hunt now? That's what I was going to say is that, that, that he could have some weird – he plays himself out of it, but that's the exact counter. There's not really a ton. I forget who popped up on ESPN's vote for. Uh, but even that, like, you're not going to see it. And, you know, other guys that, that might deserve some consideration, like a Bryce Love – who have an ass ton of yards, but have been hurt. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's probably number two, right? I guess. And then after yeah. that, there's this I guess, huge, yeah, there's this huge drop off. They, they've got, um, you know, uh, Khalil Tate. The, you wouldn't even know who that is. The corner, the quarterback yeah, from that's Arizona. Who it Tate. Lamar Jackson's on the list. Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. If he, maybe if he has a couple big games, his could throw his hat in the ring. But yeah, um, the only other guy maybe that. Depending on how, if he does anything really flashy, I got a, I got a sleeper for you. Uh, the mm. great defensive back for Alabama, Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm not saying it's Ooh. a possibility. I'm saying maybe, maybe he comes. Well, they invite so many finalists now that right. like he could pop up. Right, but maybe. They when do they announce the finalists? Though is that do they do it before or after conference championship games? I don't, I don't remember to be honest with you. Because um, the reason I say that, if like Jonathan Taylor has a huge, no, big I, ten championship, yeah, I think it's after the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know the presentation's the next Saturday mm-hmm. after the Army Navy game. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if they announce them before. Yeah. It would make sense if they announce them after. I mean, thank God Stanford won, so they're ranked because it, yeah. it's. I know it's the Heisman. It should be the best player, and but. The guys that are should be winning this should be battling the biggest games. I think that's why Baker Baker Mayfield is just hands down. He ESPN's poll right now. No one even no one else even has a first place vote. Yeah, and and Bryce Love has all of all but one of the second place votes. So it's yeah. it's that close. Everybody else is kind of in the background at this point. I wouldn't say it's the year for big time stars, or more so big time stars on big teams that have lost. Yeah. Um, when we look across the board, Georgia maybe had a couple guys, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, USC, Sam Darnold, Oklahoma State, and they've all fallen off the wagon win-wise, and that's really hurt them. What's the name of the uh, the Wyoming guy that's supposed to be incredible? Josh Allen, the, the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback. Is he, yeah. what, what has he been doing? Do we have uh, any update on him? I mean, he's been okay. The problem is uh, he had a big game early this year that didn't work out against a big-time team. He's got nothing with him. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. It's literally like, in fact, scouts are, are saying we're struggling to judge him because of the lack of talent around him. Um, he's still considered a top three prospect in the draft this coming draft for Kyle, uh, for football, but he's he's out of it in that regard. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
you know, when sometimes uh, you can take a flyer on a guy who didn't have a ton of talent around him, and he becomes a uh, MVP quality, right? Quality number player. one quarterback in the in uh, in well, number two. I can't I can't put him ahead of my boy Tom, but yeah, we'll, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. The, we'll get yeah. there. But this weekend, yes, rivalry one fifty three. We've actually barely talked about Lehigh on the podcast. Uh, I know I talk about him a little bit. I don't make an actual pick because. I'm too biased with all that. I'm the fun detail gate blog. Quick plug for that comes out every Friday, <laughs> read it and see how bad my picks are. They've been getting better. I've gotten above 500. Um, but this weekend rivalry, one fifty three. here are the stakes. Lehigh wins. They get at least a share of the Patriot league title. Um, they beat Colgate who they're tied with, but Colgate is playing the like, Oh, for the century Georgetown Hoyas. So that, should be a win for them. Uh, if Lehigh wins, though, because they beat them, they would get the playoff spot and would be Patriot League co-champions. Lafayette could play spoiler. They could have been uh, playing for the Patriot League title against Lehigh, uh, but they lost to Colgate last week. Um, so it should be fun. Lehigh's offense has really been getting it together. Their defense has always been pretty solid all year. Lafayette's the exact opposite, though. They have a very, very solid defense and an offense that doesn't really get it moving. Uh, I think they just hit triple digits in scoring for the season last week uh, or two weeks ago. So it could either be a blowout it could either, or it could be low scoring. It's supposed to rain, so I'm going to think it's more closer to the latter. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, it's particularly weather-dependent there. can really dictate this game. Uh, it's also the rivalry game, right? I mean, we see it. We've had some tight ones uh, recently, maybe not as much. Well, in and out, but I mean, I, when we first got there, I see it low scoring as well. And yeah. It's a big game for both schools. It's amazing, you know, their record now compared to what was at a conference. Um, you know, I just expect it to be crazy, though. Even in even in the rain, I still think it's going to be it's going to be wild. Right. So we'll we'll come back to talk about the team a little more um, and the disappointing year that it's been. But just on the note of the weekend, I mean, this is the first year in our, this is our ninth game uh, that we've had bad weather. Every time it's been at Lehigh, I remember it right. being sunny. It's been sunny every time at Lafayette. The only bad weather, quote unquote, was when it was in New York and it was just overcast and cold. Cold. Right. Well, I, I tell you, the weather is changing a little bit. It was 100 percent rain. Okay. On Saturday, we're now down to forty percent p.m. showers. Okay. So there's a chance it'll be middling, maybe a drizzle in the morning. That's a huge difference from a downpour. So yeah. we'll kind of see. Looks like on and off afternoon for now, steady mm-hmm. at night. So it looks like the front's being slowed somehow. Hey, hopefully okay. it slows until five at night. Um, looks like cloudy right now. So we maybe. I mean, it, look, weather changes. Clearly, it just did. I looked at this yesterday. It was one hundred percent. Now we're at forty percent in the afternoon, so let's let's hope for the best for us. But it's a great point. We've never really had bad weather. Yeah, and it's always I been. I mean, for those that are unfamiliar and why we're even talking about this, Matt and I both went to Lehigh. Lafayette is their big rival. Dates back to the starting of the schools. The one hundred and fifty third meeting, the most in college football, the most consistently played. It's not the oldest. Harvardale, I think, is two years older. Um, but it's traditionally played within the Lehigh Valley. Only once has it ever been played outside of it. That was three years ago for the 150th game in New York. Um, Lehigh doesn't really have a homecoming for uh, no, it's not really that familiar. So this is our makeshift homecoming, and and everybody 
and their parents. I mean, my dad goes up every once in a while and he didn't go to either school, but his kids went to both. Um, but everybody goes up. It's something Sports Illustrated had as one of the top 10 things you need to do if you're a sports fan. Um, probably the, one of the coolest things for me is that the it's so old, you can see the evolution of football throughout every game because there's no trophy. It's not like the little brown jug or Paul Bunyan's axe. Right. Uh, you just if you win, you get the ball and you paint it your colors, put it in your Hall of Fame. You go to Lehigh's, you can see the different shapes of footballs. The game predates the forward pass, which that also has a the story of that's actually pretty cool. Uh, but I, I won't bore you. But I mean, the all the camaraderie around it, talking to everybody. I mean, it's a huge deal in school, and it's still a big deal out of school. Um, I couldn't be more excited. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're both going up on Friday afternoon. Man, if you ever get a chance to go, hit us up because we'll be there. Yeah, come by. It's going to be a fantastic time. We go right from the big Saturday event, Friday into Saturday, let's be real. Recovery Sunday leading up to a game we're going to speak about shortly, Yep. which I can't be more fired up for. But I think it's time for a little cold hard locks, pick back and forth this week. Another dang, NFL dang. action. We're, we've actually got some really good games. Really on good slate. ones. Yeah, and some very bad ones. We're starting to get into that point where teams start to match up against each other. Are we and finally out of bye weeks? Nope. We still no. have a few. We've got few. Colts, Jets, 49ers, and Panthers. I think – no, I think there's a – I think they go a couple more weeks. To a couple more weeks. Yeah. I can't remember if it's week if it's week 11 or if it's uh, later than that. But quickly, we'll wrap up last week. You won again. You're now four. Uh, what is this? Is this is week eleven in the NFL? Yeah. Uh, so I think you're four, zero and that'd be nine, uh, four zero and five now. I mean, oh no, I won one. So I think you're four Ooh. one and four. Let me, um, let me correct you. Let me correct you. You are right. I'm not correct you. Sorry. Let me correct myself. This yeah. is it. Last week of bye week. This is the last week of buys. Okay. My fault. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Thanksgiving or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you won. You won. You went nine, four, and one. I went seven, six, and one. We pushed the Thursday night game. That wow. crazy six-point line. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the, a lot of those though. It was the same thing last week. It was a lot of shit football. Kind of sucks that the Eagles on. Um, I was getting pumped up though. Did you see uh, a lot of the Eagles players putting up? Oh, makes me want to get on the field. Get <laughs> green. We gotta go. We gotta get on. It just makes me. I mean, these guys love it. I'm loving it. But let's get right into the picks. Uh, we got Thursday night football here. It's a good got, one. It's a really good one this Thursday. Yeah. We Six got the three Titans, seven and two Steelers. That's a playoff matchup right there. Yeah. And it's a what's the line? I have it at seven for the Steelers. For this, yeah, I have the same thing. Uh, yeah. I do. Yeah. I I got to tell you, I uh, I like I still like the Steelers at home. I mean, they're way better at home. I think they cover the seven points. Still have concerns about this Titans team. Steelers are starting uh, to come together after a really slow start last week against the Colts. They, they figured it out. Um, I like the defense. I like enough of the offense. Sands really big Ben who struggled a little bit. But I'm taking the Steelers all the way here. No, I'm going to do the same. I think uh, that defense is a good job with kind of a carousel of uh, players on the Titans. I think they're getting close to being 100% health-wise, but you never really know with these Thursday night games. Uh, and, yeah, I think I think it's about a 10-point win for the Steelers, so I'm going to take them to cover as well. Yeah, um, it's, but it should be a really fun game to watch. Uh, yeah, I just don't be. know. 
I still think the Titans have a ways to go. The Titans are definitely l- loving the fact they play in the AFC South. Yeah. So, I was going to say that. Is it, Are you a little bummed that we don't get Titans, Jaguars Thursday night? I think it's the first year since they started doing this all season that we don't get that. Yeah, that would be a nice matchup. I mean, those guys are definitely the cream of the crop there. One of those two is going to win it. I don't particularly yeah, like <laughs> any of those teams, to be honest. I, the Jaguars like ba- basically didn't want to win, and they won. Um, I love their defense. I don't love their offense at all. So we'll see. Um, so I'm up in the air on them. But uh, I, I would, I, but they're fun to watch because their defense is just – they finally yeah, got a defense. Great. And I guess part of me wants to see them be good because they've been bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can jump right to that game real quick. Yeah, let's do it. What, the Jaguars and the Browns? Right. What, no, oh, I got the, it's, not a, so, it's not a game for the Browns to somehow win. Go. Sorry. This go, go could be the line. one they squeak out. So it's – so we talked about the rain. This one looks like it's going to be a downpour, a cold, rainy day in Cleveland. Um, is Leonard Fournette going to play? He's been – I think he's questionable yeah, on the injury report. They're not report. sure, and I think that's a big deal. I, I mean, I yeah. really like their other running backs, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I like TJ Yeldon, and I and I really like – I mean, Chris Ivory has the ability to be a runner. So part of me thinks, well, wait a second, are they just necessarily going to be terrible? Um, those two guys, yeah. it's a ground pound kind of game. And against the Browns, against that defense in the cold uh, and rain, they better hope that Josh Gordon can play again. Uh, that's I don't know what else to tell them. Yeah, it's an interesting game. I, I'm i going to go with the Jags still with the or to cover this. It's seven and a half, so it's kind of a uh, line. But you have to think, Cleveland played pretty well against a, a good – Detroit offense last week, and you think they could possibly pull it out, but I think they're going to regress just a bit. I'm going to take Jaguars with the points. All right, well, can I give me a second here because I I actually made this pick them, and now I'm I'm wondering what I did because I was on the fence here. I really was. I wanted to yeah, know. Yeah, it's a bad line. I, I know. I I just thought no. I still t- you know what? Yeah, I, I can't do it. I I took the Jags to cover. Yeah. I think it'll be way tight, though. I do. I mean, I almost want to take the Browns. Just can't bring myself to I do was it. This, I was this close. If it's more, if it's double digits, I'd take the Browns. Right, right. Well, um, let's. We, we skipped a game. I skipped a game at least on my yeah, on my it. list. Are you talking Lions Bears? Lions Bears. Detroit comes in as a three point favorite to the Chicago Bears, who dropped that game. Uh, not not a uh, line. You too. It's a weird line. I think it's one where Detroit had a bad first half against Cleveland. And never really and had a decent second half, but kind of didn't look their best. And Chicago, you think they had a weird, they had that weird end of the first half against the Packers. Um, they don't want to end up winning the game, of course. You know, you're thinking maybe they pull out something at Soldier Field, but I mean, I think I think it's low. I'm going to take Detroit with the points. All right, yeah, I'm with you there. I think they smoke them. I think this yeah. is one of those games. Detroit's fighting for a playoff spot. They have an opportunity to potentially get a game closer to Minnesota. It's a great year with Green Bay. Um, Detroit's always somewhere it. around the five and four mark. They're never way better than it. They're never terrible. They're always at this point in the season. They're always just right around five hundred. They never really get above that five that nine win mark. So this could be their push. Yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna. I, I think this is almost a lock game for me. I, but maybe I, I know it's a divisional opponent. I don't normally say that. I'm just not yeah. as high in the Bears as everybody else. And I've, I've, whenever I seem to watch Detroit, they seem great. Uh, a swarming defense with speed, a really good quarterback making good throws to some really underrated wide receivers. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see if they can. I'd like to see them make a little noise. I really would. That'd be nice. Yeah, be a fun game to watch them watch the Eagles play against in the playoffs. Yes, but it would. Be, I'd be terrified the whole time. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we move on though. Rams or not Rams? The uh, Ravens visiting the Packers. Ravens come in as a two point favorite to the now win. Now having won a game rather without Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Matt, what do you got for me in this one? I took Baltimore. I've seen enough of Brent Hundley. He's terrible. Uh, Two-point lines, easy for them to cover. Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, I I know know that he's never played. First of all, I think this offense is so tailored to Aaron Rodgers, right? Lack of true running backs, um, wide receivers that are are really good scrambling. Hundley doesn't throw the ball down the field enough. Jordy Nelson's almost invisible, which doesn't make any sense Um, because he's really good. So uh, anyway, I, I got Ravens all the way as they try to stay above. They try to tread water here in the, in the wild card race. I think it's probably a lost cause, but they're doing the best they can. Yeah, so, I would uh, agree with that. That's that's a solid analysis. Um, a weird, weird close line here. Uh, the Buccaneers, who really all the whatever the aquatic version of the wheels falling off of the pirate ship is, that's <laughs> happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh in this season and, and Miami comes in as only a one point favorite. Um I, I guess Tampa Bay gets some of their guys or gets really Mike Evans back, but I still don't think that's enough. I, I'm I'm gonna take Miami to cover this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I I this, this to me this this team has a lot of problems, this Bucks team. Um it goes it's almost I almost see it as like a systemic issue with the organization. They they don't I don't know if they need the clean house or not. Uh, but they need to do something because they're they're really really struggling all of a sudden in a division that looks really really good. Um, I like the Dolphins here. Adam Gase is still a really good coach, um, and I still really like him. I tell you, the Dolphins are still sniffing around as a playoff potential team. Uh, they win this one. They're five and five, and they're battling for that last spot. And uh, with with the Ravens and a few other teams, we'll talk about. So I have the Dolphins with a big win at home here. Yep, I agree with that, and it's crazy how the uh, AFC playoff picture is kind of shaken out. But we get to probably one of the better games of the weekend, certainly for this early slate. We have the Rams visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Both teams have looked great the last couple of weeks. The Rams are undefeated on the road, and the Vikings are, are very good at their new home of U.S. Bank Stadium. They are. Well, I think this is a game – Imagine telling me this time last year, Jared Goff and Case Keenum would be leading two of the best teams in football. Uh, Right. right. And the other guy that I think everyone needs to be talking about is Adam Thielen. He might be an all-pro this year at wide receiver for Minnesota. This is is top three games of the week, along with a couple other ones to me. This is way up on that list. This is a fantastic game to watch. Let's see. It's a two-point line for Minnesota. I want to see what happens here. Something's got to give. And I think this could be one where one of these two teams gets exposed as a little bit of a pretender. Uh, And I think, and my pick is going to be the Rams winning. I think Minnesota gets a little exposed in this game. Their best win of the season is week one against the Saints. I'm going to list their wins. Saints week one, Bucks, Bears, Packers with no Aaron Rodgers. Um, he got hurt that game. Ravens, Browns, yep. Redskins. 
They lost to the Steelers and they lost to the Lions. When I look at that schedule, I see a Wisconsin-like schedule for the Vikings. Other than the, the Saints, who now, by together. the way, yeah, probably the, the ten-point win, but didn't really do it. weren't really playing themselves yet. Now the Rams are going to go. Now the Vikings are going to go. Rams, Lions, Falcons, pa- Falcons, Panthers. Four really tough games. They come out two and two or more. I'm impressed. I think this is where you could see Teddy Bridgewater back in the lineup. Um, but the Vikings are definitely playing somewhat of an easier schedule than some of these other teams we've seen. Um, they've done their job. This is a big game, big statement game in my mind for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Gurley against that defense. Uh, I think that could happen. Uh, if Gurley has a huge game, you kind of see some of the holes that are there. Um, I do like – I think Goff's going to have a, a little bit of a regression game. He's looked really, really good. Uh, they've been great on the road. Um, but I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. Two points isn't that much. So first deferring pick, but – you know, had to happen eventually. No, absolutely. The next game I <laughs> thought was going to be really good here, Redskins at the Saints. Yep. Redskins have kind of tailed off. Look, probably playoff not bound. Kirk Cousins struggled. Defense is struggling. Running game struggling against a super hot Saints team. I think the line's a little disrespectful to the undressing of the Buffalo Bills the Saints did last week, who the Saints might have the best offense in football in terms of balance, passing, and running. They do all of it, and they've got guys all over the place. They're, they're going to be a tough – this is a weird Saints team with this, with this offensive rushing attack we're seeing. Yeah. No, you're right. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, which adds to that weird list of Heisman winners that have up and down seasons that just – Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, but then Drew Brees – Makes it look so easy breezy. He, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a smoke show in this one down in New Orleans. Uh, I seven and a half points. I think is way too low. I could see him winning this game by two touchdowns. Case if Case Keenum's coming in and firing on you like he, like he did last week. Um, but quickly to touch on Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's really kind of pattered out. I, I, I don't know what happened. If there's some type of injury we don't know about. Right. But, you know he. Keeps betting on himself, and it looks like that luck's starting to, to run out, unfortunately, for him. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I got Saints smoking this one way up. No. Nope. Way up. Well, all right. So next one I got is the oh, the Chiefs plus or minus 10.5 coming up to East Rutherford to face the Giants. Oh, God. This could be a, could be a long day for Eli Manning and the, uh, the Derp Lies. Only 10.5, too. I mean – yeah. I don't know. I'm a little surprised. Although I think we've yeah. seen the offense, uh, particularly Kareem Hunt, kind of slow a little bit. This is a great game to get back on with it. This is my cold hard lock. Uh, somehow I haven't picked the Chiefs yet, by the way, this year. So they're my cold hard lock oh. in, in the in the eliminator games. Uh, I think this is a, a lock. McAdoo has lost the locker room. Uh, this Chiefs defense is looking for a great game to kind of get back on track. No better team to do it against period, in the NFL than the Giants. Um, I got the Chiefs easily covering 10.5 here. Agree 100%. I think this could be could be a bloodbath. But we move on. That oh No, we have one more in the, the yeah. 1 o'clock slate. So kind, of throw, being, kind of a throwaway uh, game here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arizona. Sniffing. Oh, the Cardinals are sniffing, right? I mean, 4 and 5, but eh, trending the wrong way. Possibly. Eh. Who's starting for them this weekend? 
So it might be Drew Stanton if he clears. Um, yeah. But if not, it's going to be Blaine Gabbert. So yeah, really, that's could you imagine Blaine Gabbert versus Tom Savage? Like, oh, my God. Nope. You know, nope. I, I, I haven't been a big proponent of this move because I don't, I, don't li- I don't think he's a pretty good quarterback. But if you're the Texans, why not bring Colin Kaepernick in? Because Tom Savage looks absolutely horrifyingly bad. Well, there. he's a lot like Deshaun Watson, too, so you don't have to change too much on it. Right, right. Um, who just picked up Matt Leiner? Was it the Niners who did? Did someone pick up Lat Liner? Did I miss this? Whoa, 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 what? I think so. Or no, 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 Matt Barkley. That's who it Matt was. Barkley. Matt Barkley, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think it was the, I think it was the Niners did. Um, surprised the Chiefs. I'm so, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that the Texans haven't. I, to me, that would just keep bringing guys in. Maybe they think it's going to click, but their defense isn't as good as it's been in past years because of injuries. Yep. Um, although Jadavian Clowney actually really does look like a stud, and DeAndre Hopkins catches everything anyway. But I, I've got the Cardinals winning this one without. I don't care who the quarterback is because I don't believe the Texans can physically score enough points in it in an NFL football game to win it. No, I agree with you, hundred percent. Over under for points is forty. Hammer the under. Uh, but yeah, I think Cardinals cover this easily. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. twenty five bucks. Let's find out of Houston right after the uh, Lehigh Lafayette game. <laughs> and then, uh, Drive up to Dallas afterwards. I mean, that's not that bad. That's a pretty good price to go see a football game. Uh, wait, are we paying? Let me see. I want to check something. Are we paying? You pay. You can actually go. Oh, it's actually it's at Minnesota. Never mind. I was going to take a look at um, Chargers oh. home games cost more now. Do they? Oh, yep. man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 100 bucks for this Sunday where they host Bills Mafia. Yes. Buffalo Bills come in as a four-point road dog. The Chargers, that four-point home favorite at the StubHub Center. Matt, tell me about this one. Well, the Bills are definitely trending wrong. Five and four, still still a team along with, we've talked about this, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Raiders, who we're going to get to, still treading. But their defense is coming apart. They weren't expected to be good defensively. They started out the season hot with a lot of turnovers. I'm struggling to make a pick here. Nathan Peterman will start a quarterback for the Bills, the rookie out of Pittsburgh, fifth-round pick. They were really high on him there, so no Tyrod, T-Mobile this week. But there's a ballpark outside chance that Phillip Rivers will not clear concussion protocol. Mm. And so if he doesn't clear it, they've got to go with Kellen Clemens. That changes my pick. Right now I like the Chargers to win um, in a game that will feature a lot of handoffs to McCoy and Melvin Gordon, Shady and Melvin. I, I'm going to take the Chargers, hoping that Phillip Rivers plays. I'm going to take the Chargers, same thing there, but I think they win. They've had a lot of those close call games, and I think this one finally kind of gets them over that hump and gets them a big win. Uh, but we move along. We got the Broncos hosting the Bengals in a game that a couple of years ago would have potentially been an AFC championship game. Uh, but the Broncos are two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, and this one, that's a good line. I mean, this one's kind of a, a weird game. The Broncos look dummied by the Patriots last weekend. Right. And the Bengals have just been terrible all season. Right. I keep waiting for the uh, Bengals to wake up. Yeah, you're waiting for them to pop, yeah. With all the talent, the talent's still there. I mean, I I know AJ Green was suspended. You got a deep, you should have a deep running back core. Uh, a really good wide receiver groupings. Um, I know I know Tyler Eifert's hurt again. The defense has taken a half step back. I don't know what it is there. It looks like it's one of those things where they just kind of need to blow it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I else don't you know. can do. Yeah. 
But it's the same thing too that we were talking about with the the Giants. Apparently, uh, Marvin Lewis just completely lost that locker room. Everybody's fighting everybody. I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, I, I think Denver covers this one pretty easily. Yeah, I've died um, Denver covering as well here. Yeah. But I it's a good line. I mean, two and a half points. Right. If they get it going, the Bengals could easily you know take yeah. this. Or and that defense is too proud in Denver to have another blast game, like two games in a row, giving up that kind of points. Uh, I see Denver locking it up this week and and really hammering the Bengals. Um, neither team is playoff bound, but it'll be at least a, a I don't know, not really a fantasy heavy game for me there. I would avoid, avoid, ooh. avoid. No, ooh. but uh, last afternoon game and. I knew that this that the Mexico game was coming up. I didn't realize it wasn't Monday Night Football again, but the Raiders and the Patriots head on down to Estadio Azteca with the New England Patriots coming in as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Interesting line there. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, that Raiders defense hasn't really bounced back at all this season. Uh, and I mean – the Patriots looked incredible last weekend. Uh, I mean, I they think it's are starting pick. quick. Yeah, really I think well. it's. I think this one's an e- easy game to pick. Yeah, I got Patriots covering. A lot of negatives to me uh, with the Raiders not trending properly. No, Patriots really greasing the wheels, if you want to call it that. Um, ready to go. I think this is a blast, and I think this is the game that knocks the Raiders out of playoff contention um, this year with a, with a humbling cover by the Patriots as they get smacked. I, I think there's too much, and no team is better equipped to travel to a, a different country and win than the Patriots because they're going to do it in a million different ways uh, and dominate, I think. What's crazy is, is that this game, it's six and a half point fa- Patriot line, over under for total points is 52 that means that they're they're thinking that the Patriots win this one, probably twenty eight to twenty. Uh, no, that wouldn't add up. Um, somewhere in the thirties to somewhere in the twenties for in, in this. I mean, I don't see the Raiders being able to get that many points on the Patriots. Like, yeah, no way, no uh, way. Easy cover, but we move on to our boys who are playing the Cowboys. Who we want to talk about a team getting dummied. Let's talk about Dak Prescott getting walloped last weekend by the Falcons defense. I mean, they look completely lost in that game in Atlanta. And I think the Eagles, if you're them and you're watching those games, that defense has to be licking their lips getting ready for this one. Fletcher Cox, he's what's-his-face, gets six sacks. Almost, almost. Claiborne. Yep, Claiborne. He almost ties... OC Humanura. When I heard when I heard Joe Buck say his name, I kind of got scared. But <laughs> I mean, if you're Fletcher Cox, I mean, really anybody on that D line, anybody, because what's great is that it's a revolving door. Just next man up, go get him, bring him down. I mean, we could see a Derek Barnett. I mean, he's having a, he's been having coming out parties, but this could be right on primetime TV. See him have a huge game for the yep. first round pick. But, I mean, that's what it's going to be, and then business as usual for the offense. No, right. I'm with you. I, I think that I, we cover the 3.5. I know it's on the road against a huge division rival, but we coming off a of bye week and a week where the, the Cowboys were exposed with a lack of a left tackle, essentially, 
Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go um, all the way, all the way yeah. there. I'm, I'm really yeah. excited for this game too. I think this is gonna be one of those hammer games where we can really put our stamp on it as, as a top team in the NFC. Positives, built a little, built a little breathing space in the NFC East. But this is the kind of game you win, and you can just helps you with the rest of the season not having to worry. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Like, so because of where the Eagles finished, they'll play the Rams in a couple weeks when they go to Seattle, then then down to LA, um, back to back. I think the thing that's coming up soon, actually, but um, right at the beginning of the month or of, de- of December. But so you have them, but you don't play the Vikings because they didn't finish in the same in the same spot. Or no, you no, 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 we don't. We play the Bears. Um, but yeah, I mean it. It'd be interesting to see how it goes for them. That schedule coming down the stretch, you have to play Dallas twice, the Giants one more time uh, up in New York. You play the Raiders, who are trending downward. That was supposed to be a good game. So it'll be interesting to see, but you're absolutely right. I mean, winning this one, you kind of you can have a, a relapse game, if you will, somewhere down the stretch, you know. But right. it should be fun to watch. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. With that, I crack open my Eagles Bud Light. The last <laughs> one, I've got a new case. But one more game that we got to talk about. It is Monday Night Football, and that is the Seattle Seahawks who come in as home favorites to those Atlanta Falcons who looked outstanding last week. Really, the defense. The offense had a bad first half and kind of got it together. Um, but Seattle, they're, they're starting to look pretty good as well. They're starting to, to kind of get it together. And I say kind of because right when Russell Wilson really started looking like he was putting doing his Russell and flow, they had that game against the the Redskins that did not look so good. So we'll yeah. see what happens in this one. Yeah, I'm with you here. I I think I went out on a limb here, and I I take I took the Falcons to okay. upset the Seahawks on Monday night to stay in the playoff hunt because. When we look at the NFC, we've got the Eagles, Vikings, Rams, and Saints, top of their division, everyone with two losses or less. Panthers look good on a bye week, look like they're going to be a potential wild card for that last spot. The Seahawks are also in that spot. and So beyond that, you're looking at the Falcons and the Cowboys as probably the two big contenders for the last spot there. Um, And so this – this game becomes really important. Oh, and the lines. Excuse me. I forgot about the lines. Excuse me. This game becomes really important for both teams. Um, I just – I don't know. There's something about the, the Seahawks. It's like they're holding on for dear life to what they were when you watch them play. And if it wasn't for some miraculously lucky plays by Russell Wilson in my mind, they wouldn't even be at six wins. Okay. Um, I think the Falcons find a way with no Richard Sherman – and uh, Julio Jones coming into town, they, I think the Falcons find a way to pull a big upset on Monday night. So that's a really good point about the defense. I, I picked Seattle here. I That Atlanta offense concerns me and seeing them on the road in Seattle at the fifth man – or the twelfth man, excuse me. I don't even know where I got that from. If I had said seventh, I could have said from good old Smashville, but the fifth man, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I see the twelfth man uh, kind of doing their job. He's a – Nice little Bill Belichick uh, term there. And, you know, helping to, to stall off the Atlanta offense. And uh, Seattle pulls it out. I think they cover. But it's interesting right there. If the if Atlanta wins, so they're currently Atlanta's tied for seventh. They have the tiebreaker 
over the Lions, the Packers, and the Cowboys. Um, Seattle would is in sixth place right now uh, with Carolina on a bye. So that could put them – I don't know if they would get a better record than – they would because they have a better NFC record. Um, but if Atlanta wins, I mean, they're right in the thick of it. I don't necessarily see them going out. Um, I mean, the Saints could, could pull away. Carolina could do their thing. Um, but I, I don't necessarily see – five and five with six to go that they're completely out. They, they certainly still have a shot, but a win this week, just like with the Eagles, it makes it a little easier going down the stretch in a, in a good division. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I absolutely. Yeah. So. All right. So we have two competing picks, the both good games, the Rams Vikings game and the Monday night football game. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I can knock a week off from you. Most importantly, let's see our Eagles fucking yes. wreck. I want a little the Cowboys back to back. A little, a little uh, Lehigh, a little Philadelphia victory. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. But Matt, what else is going on? Any uh, any other news in the DeStefano household? You know, Grandpa DeStefano's up this weekend, and now we get to watch together a little Eagles on Sunday night. Very fired up for that. Always good to have him in town. And um, other than that, I'm just I'm ready to go. Ready to That's go. Chilling. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited for the weekend. Be sure to not only check out the blog post that'll come up with our picks and a little more in-depth analysis on the Lehigh Lafayette game, but follow us along on social media, Twitter, ThunderBLG. The Instagram is Thunderblog Sports. We put up stories. We tweet out some stuff because we like to do that sort of thing. Uh, both of us will will have the multiple perspectives. I think unlike that Eagles game we went to, we'll be sitting right next to each other at Lehigh Lafayette. <laughs> so. Not necessarily having the dual angles, but probably uh, some good tailgating action as the Fun V tailgate hits the road once more. Yes, sir. Let's get ready. Yeah, look for the videos. Uh, you know, I, I need to prepare. I need to oh, prepare. Yeah. If you all. are up and you want to come have a beer with us, please feel free to shoot us a DM. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Matt, thanks as always. We'll, uh, I'll see you in a couple days. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. And for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks again. Take care.